Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called Ghost Town. One day, Jeffrey and Jennifer said, We're going to be leaving Magic Woods for a while. We're going to a faraway garden called Kinter. But we'll come back, as long as we don't lose our tickets again. Mer said, Uh, you use tickets to get to this world? But nobody seemed to hear her. Bunny looked up at the twins worriedly. But who will take care of us while you're gone? Jeffrey said, um, we have asked Mr. Constrictor to be the temporary mayor of yesterday's macaroni. And everyone said, Mr. Constrictor? Oh, no. Mr. Constrictor was a grumpy old snake. Some said that he remembered a time when Jeffrey and Jennifer's parents had been kids. There was a fuzzy white lump on each of his cheeks. Nobody was sure if these lumps were eyes or sideburns, or perhaps some mysterious combination of both. Well, on his first morning as mayor, Mr. Constrictor had a conversation with his best friend, a naked hippo named Pooh McDoo. Mr. Constrictor said, All right, well, Pooh, now that I'm the mayor, I'm going to make some rules for this town. And Pooh said, Good idea. We've needed some rules for a while now, your majesty. Mr. Constrictor said, Yeah, you're darn tootin'. Now, go get a notebook and a pen so you can write down the laws for me. Pooh said, Why me? Why do I need to write them down? Mr. Constrictor said, Because I lack hands, you brainless nincompoop. I'm a snake, in case you haven't noticed. Sorry, your majesty. So Pooh ran to his house and grabbed a blank blue notebook and a pen, and then he rushed back to Mr. Constrictor's side and said, Okay, master, what's the first law? All right, well, the first law should be uh, no running with scissors. Ooh, Pooh McDoo wrote it down and said, An excellent rule, your majesty. Thank you, thank you, yes. Now the second law should be uh, no hitting and kicking. Pooh wrote that one down and said, Oh, another great law, your majesty. Thank you. Now the third rule should be hmm, no going outside. Pooh said, Um, I don't think some of the more adventurous animals would like that law. Too bad, it's for safety. Safety first. Okay. Now the fourth law should be no cake and ice cream. (gasps) My lord! As a matter of fact, no sweets of any kind. They rot your innards and destroy your teeth. Well, that is true, your majesty, but surely a sweet now and then. No, they are hereby outlawed. Now, on to the next new rule. Soon the blue book was full of Mr. Constrictor's ridiculous laws. What to eat, what to drink, what to read, what to wear, when to use the bathroom, when to laugh, when to go to bed. Soon it was against the law to listen to certain kinds of music. They weren't allowed to run, or fart, or dance, or do cartwheels. They weren't even allowed to color outside the lines and coloring books. Doggy said, we're losing our freedoms! Nobody could do anything fun anymore. Yesterday's macaroni became quiet and boring. Bunny said, this place is like a ghost town now. And then one day, Mr. Constrictor called all the animals together for a meeting. He said, ladies and gentlemen, I have gathered you today for a very special reason. Doggy said, ooh, for food? No, to tell you what you will be when you grow up. (gasps) What? The animals in the crowd were aghast. (sighs) And who you will marry. What? Yep, I planned everything so you don't have to worry about anything ever again. I've got it all under control. Now, first on the list is Doggy Cornelius Munchabunch III. Doggy said, Ah, that'd be me, right? Yes, and you're going to be a scientist. Doggy said, What's that, Ruffy? And you're going to marry Missy Fancy Pants. 
Missy was a fancy, stuck-up poodle. And Missy went, Ugh, Ew, I don't want to marry Doggy. He's scruffy-looking and he's a hero. Yuck. Plus he plays in a rock and roll band. Doggy said, And Ruffy, I am deathly allergic to love. Mr. Constrictor said, Doesn't matter. You're a dog and she's a dog. We have to marry our own kind? Yep. Now next on the list is the party pooper herself, Kitty Karate. Kitty said, Yes. And she's going to be a dressmaker. Kitty said, What? And she will marry Tabby Nothing Much on the first day of summer spring three years from now. Kitty said, No, meow me. Tabby Nothing Much was a boring white cat who never left Jennifer's bed. She was more like a pillow than an animal. Then Mr. Constrictor said, Next on the list is Bunny Rainflower. Bunny said, Yes. And she's going to be a soldier. Bunny said, What? No. And she won't marry anybody because she'll be too busy learning how to fight. Bunny said, no, I don't want to be a soldier, and I want to marry Kitty. <laughs> and she ran from the room in tears. Well, all the animals were pretty upset about the Blue Book laws. And one day, the day before Halloween, Bunny called her friends together for a secret meeting, and she said, I can't live in this mountain anymore. I'm going to run away and find a new place to live, a land of freedom. Who's with me? And Kitty, Doggy, and Murr said, me. And Chippy said, Bunny said, good, let's drive down Everlasting Road until we find a new place to live, a land where we can be free. Kitty said, uh, but Mr. Constrictor has the only car left in town, because all the other cars have been declared illegal for one reason or another. Bunny said, I know, we'll have to liberate it. <gasps> Kitty's eyes widened and she said, Bunny, what's come over you? Running away? Stealing? Bunny said, mm, desperate times call for desperate measures. Well, they snuck up to Mr. Constrictor's bright pink van early the next morning. Bunny peeked in the window and said, Okay, good. The keys are in it. Who knows how to drive? Doggy said, Me. You do? Okay, fine. You and Kitty sit up front and the rest of us will pile in the back with our stuff. So they quietly opened the van doors and climbed inside. And Doggy looked at the steering wheel and scratched his head. Hmm, I wonder how you turn it on though, Ruffy. Oh, maybe it's this button on the steering wheel. And he pressed the button. Beep, beep, beep. Whoops. Kitty said, Meow me, what are you doing? That's the horn. Sorry. A light came on in Mr. Constrictor's house, and Bunny said, Oh no, he must have heard that. Everyone, lock the doors. Doggy, drive. And they locked the doors, just as Mr. Constrictor slithered out of his house. And he pressed his face against the windshield of the van and said, Get out of the van, or you're all under arrest. Doggy said, Oh. Kitty said, Doggy, just drive. Doggy said, Okay. And he pressed another button. And this was the windshield wipers button, and it turned them on, and they thwapped Mr. Constrictor's face and knocked him to the ground. And he went, ow! Doggy said, sorry. Why, you little... And Mr. Constrictor peered in the driver's side window. And Doggy went, ah! And Kitty said, drive! Doggy said, I don't know how to start it. Kitty said, turn the keys. I thought you said you know how to drive. Doggy said, okay, and he turned the keys. Mr. Constrictor said, get out of the car now! And Doggy shifted into reverse and rolled backwards over the tip of Mr. Constrictor's tail. Ouch! Doggy said, sorry. Kitty said, doggy, not backwards, forwards. Oh, so he shifted into drive and rolled forward and went over the tip of Mr. Constrictor's tail again. Ouch! Oh, sorry, Ruffy. He said, come back here, you little miscreants. But Doggy kept driving and they drove away from Mr. Constrictor and through the streets of yesterday's macaroni and then out the door and into the field. And then they drove down Everlasting Road. 
far away from the only home they'd ever known. Well, they drove down Everlasting Road for a long time, and all they saw were trees, and trees, and more trees. Doggy said, Are we in a land of freedom yet, Ruffy? Bunny said, Just keep driving, we'll find it. And her eyes sparkled as she looked at the road ahead. Just before sunset, they reached the shores of a mighty lake. And a little city sat by the water's edge. The buildings were the size of dollhouses, so just the right size for the animals. Bunny said, cool, okay, let's spend the night here. Maybe there's a hotel or something. And Doggy said, yeah, and it's Halloween, so maybe we can go trick-or-treating and get some candy. They parked the van and set out to explore. But soon it was clear that this was a real ghost town. There was no sign of any living thing. The buildings stood empty, and many of them were falling apart. Weathered bones and broken spears littered the ruined streets. Kitty went, I wonder what happened to this place, Meow Me. Then Murr read the words printed on the door of a broken house. Trini D. Lork. Hmm, wonder what that means. Suddenly, a little woman with wings appeared out of nowhere, just a few feet away. She looked sad and ancient, like a statue come to life. Kitty went, look, a fairy. Murr said, how do you know she's not a sprite, or a pixie, or a brownie? Doggy said, ooh, a brownie? Bunny said, actually, it must be a Mimi. I've read about them. Most of the girls had wings, and most of the boys didn't. They lived in magic woods long ago. Murr said, well, apparently not that long ago. Bunny said, come on, let's go talk to her. And they approached the mysterious little woman. And Kitty said, hello, uh, hi, my name's Kitty Karate. Yes, that Kitty Karate, you may have heard of me. And these are my friends, Bunny, Doggy, and Chippy. Murr went, ahem, oh yeah, and Murr. The woman spoke in a thin, faraway voice, and she said, My name is Trini de Lork. One of you must have said my name and brought me back to life. Mer said, uh, whoops, sorry. I didn't mean to. I just saw your name printed on an old door. And Trini said, well, in Magic Woods, on Halloween, the dead can be brought back to life, just for the night, if someone calls their name. Mer said, oh, sorry. And Trini said, well... Welcome to a tisket, or ghost town, as I believe it is called these days. What brings you to our once thriving village this fine evening? Bunny said, well, we're looking for a new place to live, a land where we can be free. And Trini said, well, there's plenty of room here, now. Kitty said, Meow Me, what happened to this town? Trini said, we were attacked by an evil sorceress named Mama. She demanded that we worship her and praise her great beauty, and when we refused, she shot lightning out of her fingertips and killed everyone. Doggy said, well, she didn't kill everyone. She didn't kill you. Trini said, yes, she did. I'm a ghost, remember? Or basically a ghost. I'm just back alive for the night. Doggy said, oh, yeah, sorry. Hey, too bad it couldn't stay Halloween forever, Ruffy. Then you could just be alive forever. Trini looked out over the lake. The sun had set, but the western sky was still awash in red and gold. And she said, well, it's true, not everyone died. Some women flew across the lake to safety. But none of the men could, of course, so they all perished. Although one little boy may have survived. The baby son of the Red King and the Green Queen. His sister tried to carry him across the lake, but I doubt they made it that far. She was very young herself. Kitty said, Meow Me, why didn't you just fly across the lake too? 
Trini looked surprised by this question. She said, I couldn't just abandon my people in their hour of need. So I stayed and fought to the bitter end. So did most of the other women. Bunny took a deep breath and said, that makes me feel like we should go home. We shouldn't just abandon the other animals in yesterday's macaroni in their hour of need. We should stay in our town, like Trini did here, and fight for what's right. Doggy said, yeah, and plus it's safer back there. But the animals didn't want to drive home in the dark, especially after hearing about Mama the sorceress. So they spent the night in that ruined city, and Trini told them stories around the fire about the old days in Magic Woods. She said once the Mimis ruled this world and lived in harmony with nature. But then, one Halloween night many years ago, our last two rulers, Kira the Green Queen and Novan the Red King, mysteriously disappeared. Erwin, huh? Actually, many Mimis disappeared that night. And then, not long after that, Mama came and killed the rest of us. Doggy looked over his shoulder into the sea of darkness that surrounded the circle of firelight, and he said, Oh, where is that sorceress now, Ruffy? Hopefully not close. Trini said, Well, some think that Mama is dead. Others believe she is still lurking somewhere out in magic woods, growing in power, biding her time until she can try to take over the world again. Who can say? Doggy said, Well, not me, that's for sure. Just before sunrise, they said goodbye to Trini de Lork. She said, I will fade away with the rising of the sun. Bunny said, well, it was nice to meet you. The sun was just seconds away from rising, and Trini smiled sadly at the animals. Then she gasped in amazement as she caught a glimpse of Kitty's amulet. She hadn't been able to see it clearly the night before, and she said, where did you get that? But before Kitty could answer, Trini disappeared because the sun came up. Doggy said, huh, maybe it was her necklace. Kitty said, no, it wasn't hers. Her initials aren't even on it. P-K-N-A. Bunny said, well, maybe she knew who the necklace belonged to. I mean, it was just the right size for a Mimi when you first found it. Kitty said, mm, I doubt that. And she held tight to her amulet like she didn't want it to get lost. And then Doggy said, can we go home now? And Bunny said, yes. The animals drove back to yesterday's macaroni, and they arrived around supper time, and they were happy to see that Jeffrey and Jennifer had returned. But Mr. Constrictor said, There they are, the thieves who stole my van. According to the blue book, they need to go to jail for 427 years. Doggy said, 427 years, Ruffy? Huh, I didn't even know numbers went that high. And then Jennifer said, Wait a minute, let's hear their side of the story. Mr. Constrictor said, Their side? Bunny looked up at Jeffrey and Jennifer and said, We left because Mr. Constrictor took away our freedoms, but we returned to fight for what's right. And Jeffrey was flipping through the blue book and frowning. He said, Yeah, I can understand why you left. These laws are too strict. Mr. Constrictor said, Yeah, but I, I was just trying to keep everyone safe and keep everything controlled. Bunny said, Well, what good is being safe if you're not free? It's just not worth it. In the end, Jeffrey and Jennifer repealed most of the Blue Book laws, but they kept some, like the prohibition on running with scissors. And then they called the animals together for another meeting, and they said, We have gathered you today for a very special reason. Doggy said, Ooh, for food? No, to tell you that the Blue Book marriage laws are hereby repealed. And everyone said, Hooray! Cats can marry rabbits. 
Kitty and Bunny said, Hooray! Cold-blooded animals can marry warm-blooded animals. Hooray, said Alligatory and Giraffe. In fact, you can marry anyone you want, or never get married at all. Mer said, Yippee. Then Doggy said, Ooh, Ruffy, does that mean I can marry Ruru? Jeffrey said, Um, I wouldn't take it that far. Well, that's the end of the story, Ghost Town. The next story is called The Elephant Bus. Goodbye. Thank you.